been enjoying uh, just learning about our great God today. Uh, as Ray pa- um, almost called you Pastor Ray, I guess you could be. You could be Rabbi Ray. Let's go with that. <laughs> so, uh, Ray Haynes, our general manager and uh, resident rabbi, uh, has been teaching on Pentecost, and you've talked about counting the Omer, and maybe we're finally going to do some counting of our own. I hope so. the The goal for me would be that we would apply this to our daily lives in such a way that we'd understand why God commanded us all these years, for the last four thousand years, really. This uh, well, thirty five hundred years to count this Omer. Now, again, in case you weren't here in the early part, um, you have Passover, and then you wait for the first Sabbath of of Passover, like this last in March, at the end of March on the 27th, Passover happened on a Saturday night, or, or it would have been a Saturday afternoon, but that would have been on the Sabbath, so we have to wait for the next Sabbath, which would have been all the way to the next Friday, Saturday, and then from there, the next day, we call that the Feast of First Fruits, where you wave your first wave offering, that would be Resurrection Day, and then you count 50 days, or seven weeks, seven weeks 49 days plus one 50 so you count that amount of time and then that date you arrive at is pentecost and the omer is a sheave it's a you the passover you harvest the barley but it takes a little longer for wheat to harvest so you have a sheave of wheat and you're counting for 49 days before that is ripe until you can harvest that wheat so when we're counting these days we're waiting knowing that it's ripening. The harvest is ripening. It's preparing us to harvest so that we can have wheat, we can have bread, we can have all these things to eat, and we can survive. So that's what the, on the most basic sense, in the more practical side, when they left Egypt and walked to Mount Sinai, it took 50 days. That was the counting of the Omer, the steps, the days, the journey that they had. Jesus uh, rose from the dead and walked with the disciples 40 more days before he ascended into heaven. Uh, All of these things have to do with this journey that we're making. So what I want to do is I want to take these days in history. Like, you know, these happen every year, right? And they have for all of these years, for 4,000 years, going back to just just going back to the uh, flood of Noah. You go back another 2,000 years if you want. But um, let's just take a step. We've already looked at Passover. And we've looked at days 1, 2, and 3 because day 3, Nisan 17 is Resurrection Day. So... Let's take a look now. We'll start at Nisan 20, day number five, and we're just going to walk through. And what I want you to do is ask yourself, you know, why am I going through this? So day five for them, Nisan 20, when they're coming out of Egypt, Pharaoh cornered the Israelites at the Red Sea. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel cornered, where you feel like something that you've already got away from is suddenly there again. Maybe it's a sin. That's a temptation. And you you just can't imagine what you're going to do. You're cornered. That is a day of counting the omer so that we remember that God is our deliverer. Because, you see, all you have to do is one more day. Get to Nisan, number 21, counting the day of omer, day six. At evening time, the Red Sea parted. All that night, a pillar of fire stood between the Egyptians and the Israelites. When the Egyptians followed, the waters returned, utterly overwhelmed the army. This led to the drowning of the Egyptians. Why do we count day six? To remember that God is faithful and that he was faithful then, he'll be faithful again. On day six, also uh, one year before the Exodus, Moses departed Midian and headed to go talk to Pharaoh. He would demand that Pharaoh let God's people go. Going back in time, 
he probably couldn't have imagined that one day he would stand with Pharaoh <laughs> looking just so, just past the cloud of fire and know that he was going to watch Pharaoh killed and drowned in the Red Sea. Could he have imagined those things happened on the same day? Omer day number seven, Nisan 22, Isaac was circumcised. Now, was that important? Well, eight days following his birth on the 15th of Nisan, Isaac was circumcised, becoming the very first child to enter the covenant of circumcision. There's always a beginning of something, and there's then our part in it, and there's this next thing. On day seven, that's also when Joshua and Israel encircled Jericho. The Israelites marched around the city walls, led by the priest who carried the ark, sounded the chauffeur. This was repeated for seven days until the walls of the city collapsed. Has God ever told you to do something odd or weird or you just had to wait? You know, just next week, it'll all resolve itself. And the miraculous thing happened. The walls of the city fell inward. You could pull down a wall, but nobody could push down a wall at that season. God had to do that. It was a miraculous thing. Has there been those times in your life where God wrought the miracle? That's why you're counting that day to remind yourself, God, you're a miracle working God. You can do this. Day number eight, the walls of Jericho fall on the seventh day of battle. Over day 11, we're going to skip ahead days because we're not going to cover them all here. It was the death of Joshua. He died at the age of 110 on the 28th year of his leadership, buried at Mount Ephraim. On Omer day 16, this the month of ER begins, ER number one. The waters of Marah are made sweet, and God declares, I am the Lord who heals you. That's a day that I think we should count over and over and over, because we need to be reminded again and again, he is our healer. On why do we count Omer day 18? It's the death of Adam at 930, uh, 930 years. Imagine a life like that. It's also the birth of John the Baptist. He began his ministry at age 30 on his birthday. Interesting, the death of Adam brought sin in the world. The birth of John the Baptist, who introduced the remedy for sin. Omer day 20, ER 5. The state of Israel was proclaimed in 1948. British mandate to govern the Holy Land expired May 14th, 1948. That afternoon, the state of Israel was proclaimed in Tel Aviv. Four neighboring Arab countries declare war, were soundly defeated, quickly defeated in six days. But the date of ER 5 is celebrated as, in, as the Israeli Independence Day. It was this last Monday when all this war broke out. Omer day 23, Jesus cleanses the temple for the first time. Comes back three years later. Well, this is the first time that happened on Omer day 23. Omer day 25, Martha serves supper. Mary anoints Jesus' feet with that costly oil from the alabaster box. There's a day that that happens. Not just an event in history, not just a story. It's a day in history. It happens to be part of this counting of the Omer. Day number 29 was the second Passover. A year after the Exodus, there were certain people who had become ritually impure for contact with the dead body. They couldn't prepare and, and eat the Passover offering. They approached Moses and Aaron. He established the 14th of ER as a second Passover. Pesach Shini for anyone who was unable to bring the offering of its appointed time. The day represents the second chance achieved by what they call teshuva, the power of repentance and return. And it's on that day number 29, the second Passover and this counting of the Umar that we remember that there is a second chance. It's okay. It's also the day Enoch was taken into heaven without dying. He was 365 years old when God took him alive into heaven. Omer day 31. 
God promised meat and bread from heaven. It's one month after the exodus began. Food supplies are almost depleted, and the people are complaining. And, of course, the next day, day 32, quails come up, cover the camp, and it's the first day of the bread from heaven, the manna. Omer day 35, well, it's the journey from Sinai begins on that date. It's day 35, nearly a year after the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. The children of Israel finally depart from their encampment near the mountain. Pillar of cloud rose for the first time from over the tabernacle, the signal for them to move. The journey to the promised land should have taken 40 days, <laughs> but because of the bad report brought by the tw- 10 spies, they'd wander and die in the desert for the next 40 years. Until their children crossed the Jordan, defeated the giants, and terrified their parents' generation. How does that apply to you? How many times do you have to go around that mountain? How many times do we have to leave on our way to do the will of God until we actually do the will of God until we trust Him? That's why we count that day. Day 38 is when they got water from Rock and Rephidim. Children of Israel arrived at Rephidim 38 days after the exodus from Egypt. It was a desert land and waterless. The people grumbled that they and their flocks were in danger of dying of thirst. So God commanded Moses to take the elders of the people to a rock, which he was to strike with a staff. Moses struck the rock, and from the dry stone, a well sprang forth. You can go to this very day in Saudi Arabia and see that rock. It's amazing. We count the days so we remember that God is faithful, and so that we remember on a daily basis, not during just the 50, but in September or November, like we can cry out to God and say, thank you, God, that you're faithful. Coming up, we've got some more days to count on our way to 50. We're counting the 50-day Omer Part 2 next.